Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. and tell you what I think was going on. I think God wanted to teach Paul something. I think God wanted to teach Paul's traveling companions something, and I think God wants to teach us something from this experience that Paul had. Because, you know, God is capable of communicating clearly, right? In just about every single experience we have, God wants to teach us something or reveal himself to us in a whole new way. Whether a good or bad situation, there is opportunity. In today's message, Pastor Robert will encourage you to stop and look at where you are placed and see what God has to offer you personally. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Romans chapter 15 as he begins his message, Redirection and Resilience. Romans chapter 15. If you are new to us, maybe you need to know, we just study our way through the scriptures. You know, we've been in the book of Romans for some time now and just going chapter by chapter, verse by verse, and, and we're going to finish chapter 15 today. But I want to, I want to begin by just throwing something out there. Have you, have you ever had, um, maybe an experience where you, you, you thought God was guiding you to do one thing or another? You know, you really thought the Lord was leading you in a direction, but then it didn't go according to plan. It didn't work out the way you thought at all. Most of us have had that happen. But the thing that I want to draw your attention to today is that it happened to the Apostle Paul over and over. Now, that's not news to you if you were with us as we studied through the book of Acts, but, but it comes up again here. In Romans 15, 22, we're told, the Apostle Paul says, For this reason I also have been much hindered from coming to you. You see, in the, in the first half, in the preceding verses there in Romans chapter 15, Paul had had explained that his goal was to carry the gospel to places where it had never been preached before. He said, I don't want to be building on somebody else's foundation. I want to go where the gospel has never been preached. And that's something that, to me, it, it I get so frustrated, to be honest. You know, I'm, I'm always hearing from people. I have people reach out to me about, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I, want to, I want to plant a church in Miami Beach. And some, you know, guys will say, but why is, why does, you know, why is that a frustration? I mean, is it a competition? What's your problem? No, it's just that there's so many places where there are no churches. There's so many places where the gospel has never, ever been preached. There's an enormous population. There are several billion people on the planet who have never had the opportunity to hear the gospel. 
And so for me, it's just one of those things. You know, I've, I've never had anybody come to me and, and tell me they, you know, they really feel called to, you know, to go into an inner city community in Miami and plan a church, a community where there are no churches teaching the Bible. What about that? Paul says he wanted to go where the gospel had never been preached. And because of that, he had been hindered time and again from visiting Rome, even though he wanted to visit Rome. And he, and he's going to tell us in, in the next section there that his plan was to take the gospel into Spain. He wanted to go to Spain with the gospel and to go to Rome on his way there so that they could support him in that missionary endeavor. You, you see, even the great apostle Paul was often redirected by the Holy Spirit so that his plans had to be adjusted in order for him to stay in alignment with God's will. In Acts chapter 16, there verses 6 through 9, just that little short passage, we're told that the apostle Paul planned to take the gospel into Asia Minor, but God stopped him. So then he, he regrouped and he, and he planned to go over into Bithynia, and God stopped him again. And then he has a dream. God sends a dream, gives him a dream, commanding him or instructing him, maybe is a better way to put that, to go to Macedonia with the gospel. Now, for me, it's, I look at it and I say, but God, I mean, why didn't you just tell him up front? You're, you know, you're not going to Asia Minor, you're not going to, to Bithynia, you're going to Macedonia. Why didn't, why didn't God just cut to the chase, as we say? And give him the instruction from the very beginning. Go to Macedonia. And you know what? The Bible doesn't tell us. The Bible doesn't give us a straightforward answer to that question. In other words, there's nowhere in the Bible does it say, this is why God did not tell Paul from the beginning to go to Macedonia, but allowed him to go through this process. So all we can, all we can do is kind of read between the lines and, and normally I'm not a big fan of taking a guess, you know, where the scripture's silent. Preachers should probably keep their mouth shut. I'm going to go out on a limb and tell you what I think was going on. I think God wanted to teach Paul something. I think God wanted to teach Paul's traveling companions something, and I think God wants to teach us something from this experience that Paul had. Because, you know, God is capable of communicating clearly, right? Right? Another one of my little pet peeves, you know, there's some of the, a lot of well-known and respected preachers today who say, all of a sudden, God lost his ability to talk. You got the Bible, so he doesn't, he doesn't speak today, except through the Bible. I disagree with that. If I write my kid a letter, you know, my son David, let's say, let's say I write him a nice long letter. Does that mean I should never talk to him again? Because I wrote him a letter, I'm done. No, of course not. Of course not. Maybe I want him to have some things in writing. Certainly, certainly I want him to have some things in writing. But I still want to have dialogue. I still want to have conversation. We need that. God didn't lose his voice or his motive, you know, motivation, his desire for relationship with us. No, he still speaks. But see, in this, in this situation, point number one, if you're taking notes, point number one is Proverbs 16, verse 9. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. 
Now, what that means is even the most spirit-led Christian is still going to be influenced by our natural desires, our, our, our natural intellect, our human mind, will, and emotions, if you will. We're still going to be influenced by our humanity. And listen, this is the encouraging part. God says, I understand that. And I want to help you. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his step. The Hebrew word that's translated heart there in Proverbs 16 is the word leb. And it refers to our mind, will, and emotions. Your humanity, your, your human intellect is involved. But, but the good news, again, is that God promises to direct our steps if we'll just cooperate with the Holy Spirit. When, when the Bible tells us there in, in the book of Acts that, that Paul was forbidden by the Spirit from going into Asia Minor, Bithynia, I mean, he could have gone for it anyway. I've seen people do that. Just, you know, arrogantly, obstinately push forward when, when God is throwing up the caution flags, when God is saying, no, don't do that. But listen, the flip side of this. See, God is the one who created our minds. When I first became a Christian, I got involved with a what, what I would say today was a charismaniac kind of a church. You know, the charismatic churches with an emphasis on the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the working of the Holy Spirit, the charismaniac churches that really overemphasized the gifts of the Holy Spirit and, and all of that. I heard a term recently that I really hadn't heard used before, um, or at least not in this context, but the continuationist. In other words, we, we believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that, that he has never stopped working. He has never stopped doing. Whatever he ever did, he's still doing it. That's what we believe. The gift of tongues, the gift of prophecy, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, all healing people, all of that stuff. God hasn't changed. He tells us he never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today. We'd like to encourage you to continue reading God's Word daily, looking for how the Bible applies to your everyday life. If you love today's teaching and would like to listen to more like this one from the Book of Romans, you'll find them at MainThingRadio.com. While you're there, you can also learn more about this ministry and connect with us on social media. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Here's David to tell you more. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days at blinding speed. But there's always a moment to pause. Those in-between times are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply go to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, David. Would you be interested in joining us this weekend for worship and Bible study? If so, come visit us at Calvary, Miami Beach. Or you can join us online through our live stream. Find out all you need to know by clicking on Calvary, Miami Beach 
under the About tab at MainThingRadio.com. Our time with you today is about up, but we're so grateful that you're part of our listening audience. Please join us again as we take another look at the Book of Romans right here on Main Thing Radio.